have watched. Unguided, we have helped them progress. Unseen them, accomplish wonders. Throughout the years, we have never interfered. Until Welcome back to the Come Book Bullies with Nerds New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Deviant, uh, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Grindcore Jedi. Boom. And we're back with another episode. And, yeah, like I said, we're, we, we keep it rolling. Uh, like I said, a lot of stuff happened. Actually, a lot of stuff didn't happen. How many more weeks we got till to Loki? To Loki? What? Yeah, a couple? Loki. Couple, couple weeks. weeks. Okay. Because it feels like the world is just standing still until Loki comes around, you know, until the MCU does something. Damn, we just... Damn, people Ooh. are already, already in there, we, man. They're waiting here. Uh, yo, yo what <laughs> Jake what Spencer, up, Jake? what's going on? Yeah, you jumped on before we even knew what kind of show we was going to do. But yeah, we're here. So let's go ahead and start this thing up. Eli, you st- go ahead and share the link out. I'm going to start filibusting. Hold on, let me see what Jake oh, got right. here. I'll, I'll show the link out. He says next, next week is Loki. Next week is Loki. Cool. So something will happen to him. But don't worry, even though we don't have any MCU stuff to talk about, we'll we'll find something to talk about. We'll we'll fill time. Uh, until then, let's go ahead and jump into... What is this you first thing? I thought that was me for a second. You scared the shit out of me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. Where is it? I can't see it. Okay. No. Off to a glorious start so far. So, not that one. I was going to talk about the the Netflix deal that's going on right now with... In- anyway, let's just jump into it. So, the first deal we have going on is MGM has been purchased by jeff bezos yeah the evil billionaire uh lex luther dr evil blowfield whatever you want to call him he's that guy and so he's done that deal um like i said so since he's bought all of mgm that means he's bought james bond he's bought rocky uh gone with the wind i'm trying to think what else has he bought um all the musicals, all the musicals he bought those. Okay. So, and Tom like, and with, Jerry, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Tom and Jerry is Warner Brothers, I think. No, that were they were MGM, Metro Gorman. Remember the Lion at the beginning? See, okay. So you telling me so MGM has some cartoons also. I didn't know that. I just thought it was either Warner Brothers or Disney, and that was it. I didn't know anybody else dipped their toe into that uh that pool. So that's pretty good. Uh, no. I heard the reason why he bought it is because there was episodes of The Apprentice or whatever he was on where he was saying some racialist stuff, and he bought it so he can bury those episodes. 
because what, MGM owns or something. One of those that reality make, shows. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, if it had nothing to do with you, then why are you making the stuff? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, no, so, he was on. That's what I heard. That's just what, you know, rumor has it. That's I mean, like I said, MGM had been struggling for years. People didn't know what the hell was going on. So now they're they're up and running. So now somebody bought them. Uh, I did hear that No Time to Die, the newest James Bond movie is coming out. It will still be in the theaters, theaters only. But after that, who knows? Like I said, they already bought uh, the Rainbow Six franchise with, uh, what's the guy's name? Jack Ryan? Not Jack Ryan. J- Jack Ryan. He, they bought the Jack Ryan series. Michael B. Jordan got his whole Rainbow Six thing going on. So they bought all this stuff. So will they, I don't know. Make back com- their $8 billion? Who knows? Eventually. Because like I said, it's not just James Bond. It's all kind of stuff they got. They can just dump that stuff on a- Amazon. Well, stuff, like yeah. Lucasfilm was what, $4 billion? Yep. Only $4 billion. <laughs> and that Only was like that was like some of the biggest shits of all time. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. Okay, so they did uh four they sold it for four billion, but the Force Awakens made two billion. So obviously they made their money back. Yeah. James, the new James Bond movie's not gonna make two billion out the gate. Yeah, they gonna make a billion. Yeah, what are they gonna do? Re- reboot Gone with the Wind? Like what <laughs> <laughs> Mammy, yeah, I can see that happen. <laughs> Oh man, so that's gonna happen. I think we talked about long about that. Um, what else we got? You know what? Let's just jump into it. Let's go ahead and multitask. Uh, because a big thing happened earlier this week that I think we forgot about, but everybody else has talked about. So we're gonna talk about the Eternals. And I think we're gonna spend a little time on the Eternals because the Eternals are this thing that is like this unknown Marvel property that nobody really knows what it is. They think it's another. Uh, let's see if I can actually play the trailer. Let's see. I probably can't. Well, let's try it anyway. People don't really know what it is. They think it is like another. Basically, at this point, Marvel is scraping the bottom of the barrel for any character they can find. You know, so they got the Eternals, and I'll explain who the Eternals are in a second. They are basically a race of immortal beings. They are. Oh, let's play it. They are a race of immortal beings. They have been around since the dawn of man. Uh, basically, um, they have been by the space gods. Let's see if I can find the space gods. You have seen these guys before. These are celestials, you know. The, but in the comics, also called the celestials, space gods, whatever, like that. They made three types of people when they originally made man, because they made life on life on Earth. They made man, human, the Eternals, who we see there, and they also made the Deviants. Uh, the Deviants are basically Thanos. They're Thanos. So Thanos is related to them in a certain way. Uh, they're aliens. Well, that's the thing, Jake. They actually weren't aliens at first. They were humans, and basically the Celestials came down, the Space God came down, and said about 100 people, boom, you are superpowers. So, And they, they tinkered with them some kind of way. Some got super speed, some can fly, some can read minds, the whole gamut, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and they can't die. Like, even if you do kill them, they can be reborn. Just like you know, like the X-Men can with the cocoons and shit like that, they do the same thing. You, you can't kill them. They've been around for millions, thousands of years, whatever like that. Um, and basically what it is, since they... And the thing is with this, I'm gonna stop playing this trailer before we get flagged. <laughs> uh, so the thing is with the with the in, with the Eternal, I keep wanting to call them humans. It's almost the same thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it felt like Jack Kirby's run out of deals when he made this shit. But the thing about the Eternals, so they were here when the the original humans were here, and they did teach the humans. Even in the trailer, you can see it, which I was trying to show you. The trailer showed it where you saw them giving the humans fire. You saw them giving them the wheel, giving them tools, and your humans turned into weapons, of course. 
all this stuff was there. Cities, all stuff like that. Just like that city that they built. Uh, even in even in the original comics, you know, when Jack Kirby was doing his thing, uh, he had it where. But okay, you notice I'm gonna show this one more time, Eli. You're gonna get a trip out of this one. Cause I'm trying to bring this full circle. Now you notice how the Celestials and the Space Guys kind of have like an almost like an Incan uh vibe to them or like artwork to them. You talking about like the the Incas, like the tribe, like the Incas, yeah, like Inca oh, tribe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this yeah. is this is not accident. This is not coincidental. Jack Kirby did this on purpose. Because basically trying to say, because we we always read these stories like the Incans and uh the yeah. Egyptians with the pyramids that of course you know the gods came down and came down and built all this stuff because obviously they're too stupid to learn this stuff. So it yeah. had to be somebody else to do it. So yeah, that Jack Kirby was kind of <laughs> Jack Kirby was kind of leaning <laughs> in it also. You know? All that all that ancient aliens crap, yeah. That, right, yeah, the civilization like, stuff like that. So that's just, what had, just, the, yeah, just because indigenous people knew the earth was round thousands of years before white folks <laughs> meant they came from Mars or some shit. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they're doing with that. But like I said, to keep it relevant to Marvel, uh basically these any uh not inhumans, eternals, they went to different civilizations, taught them all the stuff, taught them how to, you know, wipe their ass, all the shit like that. But since they went to these places. <laughs> You know, they worship them as gods. Like I said, the speedster in the Eternals is called Makari, just like Mercury from the Greek gods. You got Icarus. You got all these people like that. So they just went to different civilizations and different civilizations basically worship them as gods. That's what Jack Kirby's trying to do. He's trying to make his own pantheon gods. It's like the Greeks and the, the Norse mythology. I'm going to make the Kirbyan mythology or whatever the fuck was going on. You know, superheroes are gods. Yeah, basically superheroes are gods, but he wanted to make like the gods. You know, that's why. Yeah. If you uh, let's see if I can show you this, like in like original Jack Kirby story, you know, you had it when the gods walked the earth. What do you call it? Did I have it? Yeah, right here. So like when God earth, you know, they make sure you you find the biggest baddest dude you can find and whoop his ass. That's what Icarus is doing right now. Uh, I'm tired of people fucking his name. It's Icarus. It's just <laughs> people are pronouncing it all kind of ways. Now I Icarus. Right, just saying. Actually, Ike Harris is his name, and kind of like his superhero is identity, whatever like that. That's what that is. You it's know? always been Icarus to me. So. Yeah, because it's like the you know the Greek well, mythology. Iron Maiden. I listen to Iron Maiden. They have a song called "Flight of Icarus." So I, yeah, I, so I don't know why people <laughs> keep screwing that up. But anyway, that's not the point. Here's my thing, Eli, about that trailer. Now, about the trailer itself, it's beautiful, it's luscious, it's daring, it's eye candy. Yeah, exactly what you just did right there. Ugh. <laughs> it's boring <laughs> what you were doing right there I, that's my opinion eli i know we're not allowed to say that because you know we're supposed to be shields since we're on youtube we're supposed to automatically just love this i'm like well the, whatever. the woman who made it what's her name the chloe zhao chloe zhao she mm -hmm. made she makes very slow moving movies um, I know she just won an Oscar for her last movie. No Mad Lad, right? Making yeah, her the first I, Oscar winning director to, well, not the first actor. Yeah, I think she is the first actor winning director to uh, do a Marvel movie. Yeah, she um, she also did a couple movies on Pine Ridge, the Indian Reservation in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. um, and and they were, well, one of them was a little bit more moving, like like faster paced. They're not, they're not fast paced at all. But uh, but yeah, they're a very that you could totally tell it's very low budget indie style, a lot of very long shots, lots of you know very expressionalistic um, art house avant garde filmmaking. Um, but here's so, my yeah. 
Yeah, here's my thing about that. I think that's more of like an an Eastern philosophy of of filmmaking or just entertainment in general. When you watch a lot of anime or you watch a lot of uh even like uh the kung fu movies that are made, you know, over in Eastern European, uh Eastern Asia, whatever you want to call it, a lot of them are slower paced. A lot of them do take their time with slow establishing shots. Uh, America, we don't deal with that. We have ADD, we have short attention span. You gotta speed this shit up. So when you do watch, a, that's why a lot of people can't get into foreign films because of that. And I think Marvel's leaning into, we're just going to take the foreign film aspect and bring it over here. I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that's how it is. Like, okay, like Dragon Ball Z, you know how they just power up for like three, four episodes and don't do shit but just that? Yeah, that yeah. Have, well, yeah, they throw one punch an episode. <laughs> right. That would have happened in an X-Men comic I mean, or X-Men TV show, but they, they do that because that's just how the, you know, how it, how it is, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't buy. I I think it's it's the subject matter too. I, I in the end, I don't really care about the Eternals, you know. <laughs> right, right, and that's the thing. <laughs> but I think, and I and I think you got all these YouTubers, not us, but other ones are gonna find a way to make people give a shit about Eternal. Like, oh, they're gonna have X Men hints in it because the space guys, the Celestials. Somebody wrote a story, I think, in the two thousand would have like that that they put the X gene on Earth. You know, so basically gave the humans potential to become gods. Also, that's where mutants come from. That's where X Men come from. They may or may not go that route. I don't know, but whatever. But yeah, that's my. And thing. I don't care about the X Men either. <laughs> <laughs> blasphemy! <laughs> blasphemy, Eli. I, I forgot I know, that's, a ba- that's a band. That's a band subject. You know, <laughs> Eli hates the X Men. I'm not right. allowed to say that. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> so, so that's my whole thing about the uh, the Eternals. So. Yeah, I just watched the trailer and I was like, okay, sure. Another I don't know why. Movie. I don't know why yeah. I thought you were going to come in here and defend Eternal, but I just remember, oh, you're you. So <laughs> really, I'm supposed to be the guy to defend this shit. You yeah. know? Let's see. Uh, yeah, Ant Man, Eternals, Thor, <laughs> Dark World. <laughs> I mean, I think that that just is off to a bad start already. That's my thing. First off, I mean, we got, we always got to mention that uh, the movie's probably going to get banned in China. Maybe, may or may not. Yeah, that's right. Because she said some shit. She said some shit. So they probably, yeah. yeah. So she probably, they probably won't be able to get the movie played in China. Um, and that's where the box office is. I mean, America, you know, we're still recovering from COVID. Even before COVID, we didn't really go to the movies and see shit. So all the money, all the money was made in China. So if they don't yeah. get that movie made in China, it's like, what's the point of even making a movie? This, well, this is the Marvel movie. Usually, Marvel movies did okay, did well enough. Um, I think this is probably going to do is going to be one of those lower tier uh, movies, you know. So you think around like half a billion? I think, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I think it'll be, you know, it'll like I said, it'll be like Ant Man. But for some reason, people like Ant Man. It's really weird. I don't know. I don't know why um, you hate Ant Man. Ant Man is just I, I don't hate Ant-Man. him. I just okay. I <laughs> Ant Man is. I know he's part. He's part of the original Revengers crew and all that shit. I'm just saying the movies were just okay. I'm yeah. just saying it's it's just it's it's toast. Ant Man yeah. is toast. Nobody yeah. hates toast. Nobody I, loves I, toast. I, I I'm just, but it's toast. It's I the just toast. like other other Marvel movies better. I'm just yeah. saying Ant Man <laughs> is like I feel like Ant Man is right here. 
I didn't go see like I didn't. I was like, oh, you know what I want to watch now? Ant Man. No, I don't. You know, I'm gonna throw on Winter Soldier or right. fucking Endgame. And, and, and I get that, but to say you hate Ant Man, fuck. I don't, I don't bad. hate Ant Man. <laughs> Ant Man's bad. <laughs> we wouldn't understand. I'm, just, I'm just saying he's. Uh, I mean, it's it's gonna be one of those forgettable, more forgettable Marvel movies. Okay, uh, Jake. They did not make a, a TV show of Eternals. Eternals have actually never been made live action hell they barely have enough comic book appearances to really uh uh be even a thing but uh that's the inhumans you're thinking about that was like an abc show that nobody gave a shit about this eternals who nobody gives a shit about so yeah i mean yeah you think we're gonna see like cosplay or you think we're gonna see like halloween costumes from eternals and shit <laughs> you're gonna rush out and buy those eternal figures and shit <laughs> now i do want to say this like i said marvel's making a bold move this movie because remember how we always shit on marvel about how they always have a, like a second team that always come in and just do all the movies and really don't give a shit what the director does yeah well she's saying she wants to bring her own people on she said she told kevin feige don't don't bring your second team on don't have you guys ready to map out the action scenes i'm gonna do this from from start to finish it's gonna be my movie so there's gonna oh, yeah. be the first director because I've never seen her do action movies <laughs> or an action movie. Like you I've might seen not most see it now. <laughs> yeah. I've seen like she made a movie about a rodeo, a kid who rides the rodeo and rides horses. This native kid of on the res, you know, that was one of her movies. It was it was wasn't bad, you know. She used like real native actors and shit. And I was like, damn, this is like really authentic. This is like oh, this is Pine Ridge. Oh, and she's Asian. I'm like, hmm. I wonder why she wanted to make a movie on the red. <laughs> but but I don't know. Um, yeah, but but again, it was very uh, very dramatic, very dramatic movies. Um, I don't I don't, and this seemed like this seemed like it was it was trying to be a little avant garde, a little Dune-ish, if you will. Like that, I said, I know. feel like this the movie when it comes out. Like this the movie that the Oscars is going to just throw themselves at. This feels like an an Oscar now, especially when it's coming like November. Or they're, try, they're gonna try and to they're gonna try and say it's like filled with all this, you know, artsy crap and right. It know. means something. But like yeah. I said, that's that's not that's not what Marvel fans expect. It's like you said, they, it, it feels like they're they literally they're trying to make cinema. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't think that's what the Marvel fans are looking for. And I think that's the thing is like what I think the the original Avengers movies were. I think the those movies were superheroes becoming gods or doing, you know, becoming mythology. You know, religious mythology, if you mm -hmm. will. You know, where you're seeing because that's what the Bible is, and most most uh, religions or any are. religion or mythology yeah. or anything. Yeah, it's you know, full of heroes and monsters and conflicts and war and them fighting for you know just causes and stuff and, and that's what the avengers movies were you know we saw them essentially save the universe from a hellish figure that you know brought about obliteration you know and, and that's you know good and evil that's what it was you know and we we saw that especially in age of ultron the end credits when you see them all like in marble mm -hmm. you know and then Zack Snyder. There, there is so much of Age of Ultron that was taken from the Book of Revelation. I won't get into that here, but there's like quotes from the Book of Revelation, but oh, yeah. it's, it's there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. You know, Ultron was all trying to, had a whole, like, you know, trying to bring about the end of the world and all that. But, 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 but Zack Snyder did it too in, in Justice League, where it was like the marble sculptures of the heroes. 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they were trying to like ingrain them in it, this, you know, put them on pedestals, put them, you know, at, put them on like, like, like they were like sculptures in a church mm-hmm. or a museum. These are the new gods, essentially. Okay. So yeah. you saying that the movie probably is going to not hit as hard because this basically this source material they're dealing with has already been told. Well, yeah, I think they're, not that, really doing I think they're new, trying right. to they're, they're going to try and bring that up. They're going to try and go there because there are these celestial beings that help create the universe. And we're going to see all that, that creationism and whatever, and be all theological and, you know, make all this religious commentary on, you know, the nature of humanity and philosophical, all that shit. You know, right. I think it's going to try. And do I don't that, know, you know if. If Mar- yeah. if that's something Marvel fans are looking for, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm I not saying that Marvel fans are dumber than regular moviegoers. Yeah. Like I say, when know. it's there, th- we eat it up. Like I said, we saw it in Endgame. We saw it in the Avengers movies. It's just it was just more popcorn flair to it, you know. But yeah, you could read that subtext in the Avengers movies. This seems like they're just gonna tr- totally throw it in your face. You know. Yeah, because I, I think it hasn't really resonated with a lot of people that these are. I mean, because when you turn to Eternals, there's no way to avoid. You got to talk about that. They have influenced civilization and religion and, yeah. you know, all these things like that, you know. So I mean, to talk about how the Avengers uh, go with it. Also, speaking of, uh, I did go back on Comixology. I did pick up uh, Neil Gaiman's Eternals run. because Everybody said this is supposed to be the greatest thing ever. You have to read this right here. Oh. Uh, Eli, I read it. By your it boy, was- John Romita Jr., huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah john Romita jr is on there now here's the thing is it the greatest story ever to- uh ever written no uh i did i did it's just not the new new testament you know i didn't grow a third eye after reading it you know i didn't feel enlightenment or anything like that it was just a story that was it honestly i feel like neil gaiman could have went a little bit more into the you know theological aspect like uh, this is the same guy that uh what's the name what's that shit he got american gods he's the same guy so yeah, he Neil could Gaiman? went harder with this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It seems like she would like, yeah, she wouldn't match some material like that. Now that I think about it, her filmmaking style or like yeah. Silver Surfer or some shit like that. Like, oh, yeah. Pontificating know. and just talking about, you yeah. know, yeah. She really would kill a, I don't know if Silver, see, you, you got to throw action and comedy and bad jokes and bad soundtracks <laughs> that's what people expect from our movies this isn't that so i don't know if it'll work like i don't know yeah if, we, ha- if we not, haven't seen that i mean that's what began to work you yeah. know um yeah that, essentially that's what 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 works yeah no wonder ant-man's everyone loves Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's toast man i keep telling you it's toast <laughs> it's dry toast you know you it's dry butter, to- toast is toast you know, not butter. No, it's just, it's just toast. That's it. You know, some cream cheese and jelly on that shit. No, 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 no. That's uh, Doctor Strange and all that shit like that. No cream cheese. No. Uh, what, what we got next? Um, did you? You said you didn't oh, want to talk about this. I, well, I guess well, it's up there, so we might as well talk. Fuck it, might as well. Because I, I'm just, just clicking shit at this point. Be honest with you. Okay. So the new Predator movie is um coming out. It's supposed to be taking place like in the old west or something or in the 1800s dealing with a native american tribe and a female warrior who takes on the predator okay and amber mid thunder has been cast in the lead she was on legion with carrie and carrie she was she lived inside the old man and when he was in danger she jumped out of his body and whooped ass really cool you know 
I think she's a really good actress. I think she's she can totally handle action. Um, not sure about the script. Not sure about the whole. You know, we're gonna have we're you know that's you know I mean I I I I'm tired of the let's have Indians and buckskin movies. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, but that's what this is so going to be. It's going to be back in, you think it's going to be back in the 1800s or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that, that's exactly what it's going to be. And oh, they, they said it? That's what's happening? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm all about, and I'm all about, you know, seeing other versions of Predators, different, I mean, some of the comics, some of the best comics in Predator were where they went with different time periods, you know? Um, so, I mean, in the end, I just want to see a cool Predator movie and I'm kind of checking my brain at the door. I'm not going to like, I can bitch about stereotypes and how this is appropriating culture and all that shit, but I'm not gonna, um, again, if they do that shit where the predator shows the natives how to be smart and like build pyramids and shit, then I'm going to be pissed. Oh, then like, it's gonna ruin- <laughs> yeah. like <you're> turtles, okay? <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck, fuck this whole movie, you know, but you know, what should happen the natives should show the predators how to hunt and they take their right, their skills right. That's the thing. Like, oh well, the spear, this fucking this nets and traps and shit, you know, yeah, they should influence the predator. You know, now, that would the be other a way. cool twist. I can so, see that right here. If, if they do that ancient alien shit, <laughs> then I'm gonna be right. pissed. You know, so but other than that, again, I just want to see a cool predator movie. Um, I'll support native artists regardless. Um, but come on, I'm tired of seeing natives and buckskin and feathers and shit you know do better hollywood that's all yeah that's all so, <laughs> let's see what else we got here uh did you want to talk about bad blood bad blood i'm sorry bad batch oh bad ba- yeah let's talk I, about i'm bad sorry batch. i completely forgot about that. i just want to mention something you know bad mm-hmm. batch um the new episode so bad batch is the new star wars show it's basically an extension of the Clone Wars. It's Clone Wars season eight, is what it is. Um, this uh, Clone Force ninety nine. They were sort of defected clones that were uh, that had enhanced abilities, and they were like black ops. They did black ops missions. Um, anyways, this takes place after the Clone Wars are over. They're kind of on the run. The Empire is, you know, sifting clones out and bringing in stormtroopers, so clones are no longer needed. So they're kind of fugitives right now. Um, in this new episode, they basically become bounty hunters. They they get a job. They get they get hired by somebody to go find a child, um, and the child it turns out to be a baby rancor. Whoa! Now, okay. Yeah, I got the thing I, that Luke killed in. Yeah, from uh, from Empire or not from Re- Re- Return of the Jedi when Jabba. Put that, uh, you know, drop. Matter of fact, door. Mark Hamill tweeted that. Yeah, I so thought he was just joking. He was like, "I know a baby rank. I know a rancor when I see one." Hold yeah. on, see if I can put it. Yeah, so there's the rancor. You know, Jabba drops Luke into the into the trap door, and he fights this big giant monster. The one of the coolest monsters ever. I love this thing. I had, I have so many toys of that. I still have so many versions of this monster. I love this thing. This is what makes Return of the Jedi for me that whole scene you know i'm a godzilla fan of monsters and shit so i was all over that so when i saw the bad batch episode and it's a baby rancor i was like holy shit um but then so they rescue this baby rancor they bring it back to the person you know who hired them and it turns out they were selling this baby rancor to bib fortuna oh 
Okay, Bib so it's the same it's rancor. It's the same rancor. So Bib Fortuna is Jabba's right-hand man, the Twi'lek dude with the tentacles on his head, who Boba Fett shot at the end of The Mandalorian. Remember the after credit scene? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, so basically this is now canon where that is the rancor that Jabba will raise and try to feed Luke to years later. <laughs> Interesting. So now, now here's the thing. Okay. There's a book. Let's see. Uh, can you let's see? Let's see. There we go. So here's this book, Tales from Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, read this 20 years ago. No longer canon. It's now considered legends. But there's a story in here that talks about how Jabba got his rancor and the rancor keeper. Um, mm-hmm. One of the coolest stories ever. At, you know, Jabba, you know, pits the rancor against other monsters, like a gladiator fighting style. He would hit a better, like pit bull fighting, only with big monsters. He fights a crate dragon and shit. Um, the rancor keeper, like, lets the, like, basically walks the rancor out on Tatooine, lets it run around the desert. It fights banthas and sand people. It kills Jawas. It's just a really cool story. I always wanted to see something like that again, you know, because I've, I've, I've been wanting to see a rancor show up in the movies, and we still haven't, you know, yet, mm-hmm. or even on the show. Like, every time the Mandalorian goes, and when they went to the cave, I'm thinking, is it a rancor? Please be a rancor. And then it never is, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is no longer canon. But now the the Bad Batch shows how Jabba got his rancor. So I just wanted to, you know, talk about that because I, I I shit I shit bricks when I saw it. Like, oh shit, rancor. You know, so. <laughs> and the same rancor at that. So that's the thing. I yeah. So, I mean, it was a baby. It was cute. It was a baby rancor. <laughs> it was so. Cool, cool. Um, like I said, I just want to talk about something real quick. We're gonna talk about the CW, which I know I mean, that's pretty much when everybody clicks off. We ain't really. Oh, oh, before we go there, uh, Jake had a question. Do you need, oh, do you need to watch Clone Wars before this new show? No, you really you could just jump right in um and appreciate it, but it would help because it does reference a lot of stuff in the Clone Wars and Mandalorian. What's your face? Uh the sniper. The oh, sniper uh, from Rick uh, Finnick, Finnick. Finnick. She's she was in this episode. Mm-hmm. So she's young Finnick was in this episode. Um, the sniper chick from Mandalorian. Um, I mean, yeah, the Clone Wars is dope. If you've never seen the Clone Wars, I suggest check it out. Um, it's it's some of the best Star Wars to- storytelling ever. You know, it makes the prequels matter more. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, Anakin's a total badass. Um, a lot of really cool storytelling. Um, yeah, especially the it got, the first two seasons were okay, but after that, it starts picking up and gets like you're like, damn. Um, so yeah, I, but you could just watch the Bad Batch, it's a good starting out point. So, but yeah, check out the Clone Wars too. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so uh, yeah, like I said, we're gonna talk about well, I guess I'm gonna whack you, talk, you saw you last, you can talk about it also. Uh, we're gonna talk about Superman? Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois. We're gonna talk about yeah. that, even though that's a CW show, and I know people have sworn off the CW, quit and watching it. I get it, honestly, Eli. I think I'm about to jump off the train. Flash is bad right now. It's, oh, I it's, haven't watched Flash. It it's bad, man. It's like they don't care. It's just like they just walk in and just say the lines and leave. That's what it feel like. I was like, why am I watching Batwoman? Like, what the fuck are they doing with I, that? 
I gave up on Batwoman too. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, just bad enough that you can watch. Like, oh, this is bad. Let me watch this. You know. Yeah. Uh, like, anyway, I haven't watched it since the the Crisis crossover a year or two ago. That's like the last time I watched any of those oh, well, shows. Well, she's black now, so anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Superman, Lord. yes, Superman and Lewis is fantastic. <laughs> I love yeah. when people do that. Yeah. <laughs> CW is woke now. <laughs> uh, anyway, the what we're talking about now, for those who don't know, I'm going to do a big spoiler on this show. Let's see what we have here. The new Batwoman. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I watch every episode of Batwoman, but it's definitely a guilty watch where you just feel like, what am I watching? But I watch it. I don't care. I'm like, caught up on it. You feel guilty for watching it? I do feel guilty for watching, but I watch it anyway. It's just like, it's. <laughs> I could be doing something else better with my time right now, but I'm gonna just watch it, you know, because it's on. Because uh, the CW app is so easy to use, I just use, it, even though the shows t- Kung Fu. I'm caught up on Kung Fu. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched. I only watched the one or two episodes of that. They had like a big famous martial artist that you know, like a big Hollywood movie star. He was the bad guy of like the last episode. Oh no, shit! I can't. You'd recognize him. I, I, I've seen him. I was like, I know that guy from somebody. But if you watch it, you know who I'll Google it right now. You Google it while I'm talking about (laughs) Superman and Lois. Okay, so like I said, Superman and Lois had this big reveal last week. Like I said, they had uh, a multiverse version of Lex Luthor that was on the show. Black Lex Luthor. You know, people got upset. Oh, they're changing characters. But, (laughs) you know, but they threw you for a twist. They threw you a twist. Turns out he's not Lex Luthor. He's actually John Henry Irons. For those that know who John Henry Irons is, he's a comic book character. He is steel from the comics john henry's iron steel so yes he's one of the reign of the superman guys so that's him it threw everybody for a loop he even pulled out the hammer i'd show you the clip but i don't have it on, on him right now so he even pulled out the hammer started smacking superman with the hammer red suit energy all stuff like that so yes this is the first time steel has been on tv since shaquille o'neal killed the character yeah so that's <laughs> that's like a that thing movie? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i thought they were pretty cool um now yeah so steel so john henry Irons is a bad guy of the show he's the big bad of the show we already know he's gonna do a, a heel face turn that's coming later on down the road that's gonna be a thing but just the fact that they threw us for that loop and stuff like that because i still feel like he's a a composite character now for those who don't know what composite characters are is when you take two characters and make them one person uh, I, because everything about him so far says he's Earth 3's Lex Luthor. Uh, he's married to Lois Lane, which that Luthor was. Uh, Superman went nuts and started killing people, which Superman did. Um, he had a, a, a armor suit. You know, he was friends with um, Superman's father-in-law, Sam Lane. All that shit tracks, you know. Um, but maybe they're not going there. Because like I said, the multiverse collapsed because that was the whole point of the crisis thing that happened 2019 2018 whenever that happened so how is he acting like he's lex luther maybe he just pretend to be lex luther maybe made the shit up maybe he's yeah well, whatever. the show the show alluded because he stole that the lex luther suit or whatever right and the suit was calling him mr luther so the show was like suggesting that that was him that he was like some elseworld multiverse earth to whatever version of lex luther Right, he that's, might what been that's what we thought, and then they revealed his real name, and I was like, "Oh, that's when I texted you." I was like, right. "Yo, watch the Superman." Kind <laughs> <laughs> of like we talk about Superman. Okay, that's cool, uh, but yeah, I didn't. But we still don't know. I mean, obviously, he's not Lex Luthor, but does he think he's Lex Luthor? Is he pretending to be Lex Luthor? What's the deal? You know, 
or maybe the multiverse version of Earth 3 Lex Luthor invaded John Henry Iron's mind or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's plenty of things I, they could... I just I just thought he like stole the suit or some shit and you know and it, and it may be that simple. I, hacked, I may have and, ha and hacked into it, and that's why it's calling him Luther or whatever. But yeah, and it, um, and it may be something just that simple. I don't know. We'll see. I thought it was intriguing when I saw it. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, when he pulled out the hammer, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, like, like you're not the man of steel. I am. I'm like, oh shit, we're going there. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I did this show. I, I've been into this show. I'm surprised. Okay. I didn't think I'd like it, but like I know. said, this is the saving grace of the CW. Honestly, they really just dumped this on HBO Max to be done with it. That way we just whatever. <laughs> but you can have all the dick and boobs and swear <laughs> and the Snyderverse version. <laughs> <laughs> right. Punch people's heads off and shit. Yeah, it'd be like that Teen Titan shit, you know. Superman yeah. also says fuck Batman, yeah, you know. Fuck <laughs> Batman. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next part of the podcast. Okay, did we crank it along? We're going to the video game section. Now, oh, okay. Eli, this we haven't done the video game section in a while. And I said, I was like, whatever. But this news, I'm like, hold up. We got to talk about this. Uh, have you ever played a virtual fighter game? Oh, Any yeah. On the old PlayStation 1. The old PlayStation, PlayStation 1. Uh, Jake, I don't know. It's few and they, far between. You, they, you gotta, start, you gotta look they start out good. And then they... Once they, they hit they, season they, two, season three, that's it. Just Yeah. Because that's what, obviously go. that's about... Yeah, about season four, I jumped off a of flash. I stayed with Arrow a little bit longer. I was I did watch a few seasons of Supergirl. I watched a season or two of Legends of Tomorrow, but I never mm -hmm. stayed. I never stay with them. You know? I'm about to say some blasphemous, Eli. All right, on the CW, like I said, we know that Black Lightning just in. Oh, Honestly, yeah. I thought that show sucked, man. That's just me. <laughs> and I never watched any Black Lightning. I, I Here's the like, thing. First, I, I feel, that, like, I feel let, like a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> let me clear it for myself before, so we're both going to be traitors. Uh, the first two seasons of Black Lightning were really good. I did like the first two seasons. After you, that know third you know what? When I, when I was watching this new episode of Superman and John Henry was like fucking with all the technology and all the lightning started like the electricity. I was like, oh shit, is he going to get electric power? <laughs> I was like, oh shit, oh, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it's his contract. He has to, but yeah, but Eli, that third season of Black Lightning was just fucking terrible. Uh, and the fourth season, last season, they were just swapping out characters just for no fucking reason whatsoever. I'm just like, if they don't care, why should I care? Just, just end this shit, just be done with it. So, I'd rather it go out right then than go like season eight, like what Flash is doing now. They're doing all that dumb Steel Force bullshit. Uh, no, nah, just just let it go. <laughs> just be done with it. Um, yeah, like the Flash, the flat, yeah, the first few seasons of the Flash with Gorilla Grodd and then they have right. Killer Shark and shit. And yeah, yeah, it was like really good for a while, and then it just they ran know. out of ideas. They just ran out of ideas. Yeah. That's what happened. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, back to video games. Okay, so talking about Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter. Which the game I can't remember when it came out, but they're re-releasing it on the PlayStation Four, just digital, uh, and it's coming. I think next week. No, tomorrow. Yeah. Is it part of that? Is that Capcom or whatever? No, that's Sega. Okay. Yeah, that's they, Sega. They, they're pushing this like game pack with all these old school games where you can play online with people and shit. Like it's a downloadable. You can play like old school Street Fighter and, you know. I think I got an email for that. I hadn't clicked anything. 1941 and all those like old school like Sega games from like way back. 
know, yeah. like classics, arcade classics and shit. So. Yeah, same way with this one. So, but here's the thing: they're making it PlayStation exclusive. Now, honestly, Virtual Fighter Five is one of my favorite fighting games of all time. I, I love the game. It's so okay. deep. The game is so deep that you can take the same character as another guy, and if both you guys learn them to the level they're supposed to be at, you will fight nothing like each other. You won't even do the same moves that guy does. It's 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 insane. It's like it's like real fighting. It's like just like a a, a Jeet Kune Do uh, fighter over here, and this guy can knows the same fighting style. They're not gonna fight a light. They just within that wheelhouse. So it's it's crazy. It's only three buttons: grab, attack, <laughs> and and block. And it's it's insane. So my thing is, why make this PS4 exclusive? The PC crowd would eat this up. We love shit like this. Old school games, you just dump on that. We can play. Nobody else is playing. We love this shit. You know, Xbox players, Xbox players ain't gonna be even play this game. Hey, so is it? You know what? Hey, shout out to my boss for you know the goodies he sent us a couple weeks ago. I've been busting that electronic football ever since. <laughs> you told me about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. Just do 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 do. I'm having so much fun just to just moving dots. Yeah, dodging, like, yeah, dodging like old techno bowl and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like it's so so much so simple the simplicity it's so fun i've been busting yeah, you don't it, need like, all the, the, the yeah man i took the vikings the super bowl like five times now and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, yeah, so and that's all you need you like fun is fun you don't need bleeding in graphics things like this like that but yeah but my thing is here's the thing eli i'm gonna I'm give you a life hack so there actually is a way xbox and pc players can play virtual fighter 5 right now and this is the way. Is Some people notice emulators? already. No, no emulator. Yakuza. Oh, you ever, really? Yeah. So Yakuza at like four, five, six, Yakuza four, Yakuza five, Yakuza six, they're like $20 right now. So in those games, they have an arcade like hub you can go to and just play games. In that game, in that system, the full version of Virtual Fighter 5 is in the game. You just play it. Oh, shit. It's just there. There's, so. been, there's been some games like that. I think, like, one of the Grand Theft Auto games, you could, like, play Pong or some shit. And- well, Ninja, like, a Ninja Gaiden on Xbox, you can unlock the Ninja Gaiden Nintendo version. Okay. So that was on there. I had that on there. Oh, uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, honestly, Eli, now that I found that out, because I found out this weekend, I might buy Yakuza and stream it. I don't know. <laughs> I've like, never played that. one of the games before, but I wanted I just just ignore everything in the game just so I can play Virtual Fighter. Where's the Where's the Where's the arcade? <laughs> <laughs> right, just go straight to it and ignore all of the bullshit. So, yeah. uh, oh, one more thing about it. What I'm also hearing this is a rumor that Virtual Fighter Five might be a PS Plus game. So if you have PlayStation and you're playing online, you're paying for the online service, you might get the game free. Okay. So yeah. So man, I wish I was on PlayStation. Eli. I would I would beat so much ass on that because I'm the only person who knows how to play that game. <laughs> Nobody played the game when it first came. I gotta out, get so. me a new. I, I, yeah, I got I got the PS4. I gotta get me a new. Uh, I gotta get me a hard drive because my shit's full. Like I gotta like I you know because I was doing the, that. You got the I, Call I of Duty the on there or whatever. No, I, I I every time I download a game, I gotta like delete something and shit. You know because I ain't got no space no more. <laughs> well that would do it so all right can we go to the next part of the podcast yeah all right so like i said now we're gonna jump into it this is the uh comic book bullies where we talk about comic books and i guess we can just jump into Ooh, what the first comic book load. we load that's what she said 
you, you left yourself <laughs> open for that one. Should I go first? You go first. I think I think you have more books than I do. I got a ton of shit, but I got I, I think I could just do a bunch of them like in one rant. Cause cool. I, did, I, I read a I read a ton of indie shit this week. Okay, so let me just go ahead and knock mine out first. I think this is gonna be simple, not gonna be simple. Did you it's read ex- Heroes Reborn? I did. I did. Okay. We'll do re- I might let you do Heroes Reborn. No, you should do it. Because I I'll got do it. so many okay. other shit. <laughs> okay, so I'll do Heroes Reborn. So first book we're gonna do is uh X-Men number 20. That's the one we're gonna do. And Eli, they actually Hickman is actually moving the story. With something okay. he never does. Yeah, he's actually moving the story forward. It's not like some one shadow pay attention. This actually is a follow-up with the story he did before and not going to it, what we're talking about. So based on how this book starts off is that we start off with Mystique. And this is a vis- uh, uh, immediately after, I think, issue 10 or something like that. I can't remember when this, when this book started. But yeah, so uh, Mystique goes to uh forge she goes to forge because forge like at the beginning of the book and disappears after that and she basically asks uh professor x and xavier sent me for you to make a weapon for me you know uh it's like what kind of weapon do you need like i need the biggest weapon that you can get to destroy shit and and she's like well if i make a weapon like that you know it'll destroy all kind of shit you can't be on the planet with that you're like okay make that shit She's like, oh, you want that type of weapon? Like, yeah, we we're gonna destroy Orcus, that uh, that floating thing over by the sun where they're making like Mother Sentinels and shit like that. So, basically, Professor X and Magneto are sending Mystique to go blow that shit up, and Ford's supposed to make a weapon do that. She's like, okay, give me a couple weeks and I'll knock it out, you know. And a couple weeks have passed, you know, since that happened. So, what he did, he made a black hole gun. He made a gun that created singularity, you know. Uh, and basically what they're going to do is that she's going to gonna go back to the Orcus base with a, a, one of those uh, flower gates that they left behind. And she's going to just drop it in there, be done with it, and that's it. You know, before they create Nimrod. Once they create Nimrod, every single future that Moria Metagot saw, it's over. That's, that's, it's done. Um, so we're going to go through it. it is, is that you? What? I, I hear something that, that, made, that might be me. Um. Anyway, the thing is, they actually she's too late. They've made they've made uh. You hearing it? Okay. What do you, anyway. what do you hear? I'm trying to. I don't know. Somebody in the background. I don't know if it's you or me. Oh, or that, that that might be. It might be my daughter out there blabbing and shit. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I just <laughs> make sure it wasn't me. That's I'm in her room. I, yeah, I just like rearrange rooms and shit. So that's why. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. All right, so they I don't actually, know you can hear that. Is that my it, mic it, because she's I'm in a closed door. She's like out down the hall. And yeah, it's it's faint. It's faint, but you know it's, it's whatever. It's All a right. good ass mic. <laughs> <laughs> you got your money's worth for it. All right, so they actually made Nimrod. Nimrod is already finished, and what the doctor did is that that uh her husband that died in like one of those House of X books, she found a way to download his brain into the robot. So the robot knows that's her husband, and that's Nimrod. So Nimrod is up, full memories of his old life. He's got all the Nimrod powers, the same way that um, that wiped out all the mutants and shit like that. And he's just like, you brought me back, but I got all these powers, but I can't give you a baby like you always wanted. You're like, it don't matter. As long as you're with me, that's it. And he's like, wait, that's a mutant here. You, you're a mutant. 
And she's like, huh? <laughs> like, everybody stand back. I'm about to blow this meeting to hell. She's like, not worry about that. I'll take it myself. So it was Mystique the whole time in there. So Mystique does oh, her thing. Yeah. I thought it was well, malfunctioning or something. Like, you have 13 seconds to go like it's <laughs> to comply. <laughs> like, nah. And nah, he he's fully functional. So yeah, so he's protecting. And she drops the bomb and disappears. But the bomb doesn't like immediately blow up and like like slowly blows up and shit like that. So um Mystique takes off while the bomb is there. Nimrod clones himself because it's one of his powers. So he clones himself. One of them goes at the Mystique while the other one teleports on the outside of the base and, you know, destroys the bomb. But the thing is, since his memories hadn't fully downloaded yet, he's saying, if I leave, uh, my my consciousness of my old self is going to go with me. So I'm just going to be just a robot and you, you're going to lose your husband again. But he was like, I'd rather do that than, you know, lose you and lose his whole spaceship. So Nimrod... Teleport his clone teleports her to another side of the base. He teleports himself into outer space so the bomb can like blow up and it blows up without blowing up Orcus. So Nimrod is a regular ass robot again. Her husband is technically dead because he died when he went into space and shit. So she's crying, she's like, No. Meanwhile, Mystique is hauling ass and Nimrod teleports in front of her before she can make it to the gate. <laughs> he like, tell your masters they fail, they won't win. And let them know that you saw me at the beginning and you will see me at the end and blasts her through the gate, you know. So she's dead on the way through the gate. So <laughs> some guy, I don't know who this guy is. I'm pretty sure he will break this down later on. Anyway, back to Krakoa. Oh, that's what that's the thing. He said, like, yeah, I know the humans. I know the mutants hated us. But with this attack, we're trying to assassinate us. They fear us, you know. All right. So Mystique has, you know, re, they basically brought Mystique back after she you know because they basically said nimrod sent your dead body back to the gates uh and but i want you to and mystique and magneto is like i want you to tell me mystique what happened over there i i failed i didn't make it you know because the thing was the only reason she's doing this shit for professor x and magneto because they said if you if i complete the mission you'll bring my wife destiny back so when they find out everything's going on the nimrod is here because basically nimrod is the end game if nimrod is here Every time he showed up, every timeline that they found, they die. That's yeah. it. So, they're, so that's they're like, what oh. I remember from House of X or Powers of Ten or whatever. Right. So that's the thing. So Nimrod exists in this timeline now. It's so like, oh shit. Oh we, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's an oh shit moment. So they're like, oh, we need to go. We need to push this forward. We need to do blah, blah, blah. Why? They just talking to themselves. Mystique, like, wait a minute. What about my wife? You going to bring my wife back? Like, what about your wife? <laughs> so they just completely just screwed over Mystique. They don't give a shit. <laughs> So we see them going to this secret uh, place that nobody else knows about, and it's Moria chilling. Nobody knows Moria's alive except them, to be continued, because they realize the situation is just that crazy. Because if if uh, if Nimrod's here, it's over. So, yeah. Mm. So, like I said, this is all yeah, that's all I want. Hickman, just get on track. That's all. I, I, so let's uh, we waited. Yeah, you know what it takes about this long. How long has it been since House of X? <laughs> I mean, hell, if we really follow this story, like all this bullshit story, we could, it could should have been told in three issues. <laughs> three fucking issues. But yeah, that's, that's what he's we, at right That's now. how he does it. That's how he, like, he, like, he, dra- he drags it out for a few years. Like, why are you dragging this out? This is a story you won't give us the story we want. You know, then, Nimrod's then, here. We're fucked. That's what we want to yeah. know. So, then, yeah, issue seventy-eight. Oh shit! <laughs> it was all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> 
that fucking hit me. Oh man. All right. So we'll... yeah, four years of this shit, and finally have something finally cool happened. And every single story he's ever told has finally paid off. You know. Yeah, no wonder why that ball fell down the, the window or whatever. <laughs> Now oh, I get it. That one panel and back man, in just issue, blown like yeah, oh shit. Issue seven, the one panel where the cat was like milk drinking milk. <laughs> it's it all, all makes connected. sense now. <laughs> oh, oh man! Shit. All right, all right. Um, I do Beta Ray Bill. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get you set up. Let's see. This is dope. This is like this. This is this my book of the week, or is? I don't know. I've had a. There was a lot of good shit this week. It was a lot of good shit. I had yeah. I had a custom shit that normally I would have read. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Bay Ray Bill, number three, Daniel Warren Johnson, writing and art. I love his art. Um, so basically, Bay Ray Bill took off from Asgard because he was sick of Thor's shit. Uh, Thor broke his his Stormbreaker. Now he can't train back into a human. And um, you know. Uh, so he, he takes off to go find a new weapon. He found Odin who says, oh yeah, you can get, uh, the, the sword of Surtur, Twilight. Go the Twilight sword, right. Yeah. Go, go, go get that. And you, and it's full of magic and you can do what you want. So that's what he does. He takes Pip the Troll and Scourge and they're on Scuttlebutt. They're going to, uh, the, the what's it called? The you Nefelheim. say Scuttlebutt is like a sexy transformer now? Yeah. She, yeah. Okay. So last, last issue, she like her. Her AI manifested into this like hot robot. <laughs> Scuttle butt for real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scuttle boote. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're going to Whatheim? Nisfelheim? Nifelheim. Musful. Musful. Or whatever. What, oh, Muspelheim. Hell, yep. hell? They're going to hell. Yeah, they're going to hell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mus- yeah. Muspelheim. Yeah. That's where they're going because they're trying to find uh Surtur's sword. And this issue is just action-packed. They go to hell. They're getting chased by demons. It's like Star Wars, only in like lava hell. These demons are firing on them. They're like manning guns and shit. You know, like they're coming in too fast and they're like shooting and shit. There's this really, really cool fucking action scene. It's just basically a chase through hell. They're like in a lake of lava and shit. Um, uh, at at one point, Scuttlebutt and uh, and and uh, Beta Ray Bill have this like really in depth conversation on um, on basically about their relationship. You know, mm-hmm. and she's sort of, you know, he's sort well, he's always had a thing about his appearance, you know. Um, and I mean, you know, a horseman, so I understand. Yeah, yeah, he, you know, he, he, he looks, you know, he's always had, a, he's, you know, a hang up on how he looks. And then Scuttlebutt's like, well, you know what? It ain't about, you know, what you look like, it's about what's inside you. And, you know, and, and she's, I've watched you through the years, I know everything about you. I know what you uh, like. He's going to fuck the ship. I see it coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, you know, she's like, you know, it's about what's inside, you know, and I, and she's having a hard time. Like I've never been a physical manifestation. I've just been this, you know, this memory data in the ship, you know? So she's having a struggle with her appearance. Now she's got, she's just this hot robot now. Um, but she ends up giving is like, I know you've been, you're after this weapon, this, but here I can give you a weapon. And she makes him a weapon, this gnarly ass, like ax that can throw, has like jet propels, propellers and shit. And they can like throw it and come back just like Thor's hammer and shit. And she gives it to him. It's like, this is here. This is, you know, gives it to him, knows what he needs, you know? 
but you know he's gonna so, fuck the ship at we see yeah. it coming <laughs> <laughs> yeah so again he uses the he uses the axe and whips ass and then they go through the lake of lava you know and she can control her ship you know with her mind well she's obviously just the ai in a robot so she can she controls the ship you know she's using all the power to 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 for the shields because it's she's go they're going through lava and they finally get to like the bottomless pit where they think they're going to find the sword and they instead it's just this big giant cthulhu something <laughs> okay <laughs> there's the ship and there's these big tentacle you know crab things coming up and it says to be continued so Interesting. i don't know i love this the art is dope like i said i'm a big fan of daniel warren johnson i love his art style and this is just taking a character again that i never really gave a shit about and just giving him some depth and some light you know what i'm saying yeah and just you know you know getting to the core of him and he looks ugly because i've seen beta ray bill before and he just looks like a horse you know but he yeah. makes he makes like you know Daniel Warren Johnson makes Beta Ray Bill like look like an actual like scary creature and shit. You like know some kind saying? of demon, yeah. Yeah, like that's how he looks. Like he looks like ugly. He doesn't just that dude with the horse head. No, he looks like a scary monster and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, this is uh, fuck it. This is a five out of five. I I I really dug this. So nice. Okay. All right. So next book we're going to do is. Let's see if I can find it. Nope, not that one. Eh, you ready to do that? Heroes Reborn. Yeah. Let's knock this shit out. Okay. Wait, you said you kind of like you. You said you kind of like it. I did kind of like it. Really? Okay. Mostly because of the art. Jason or James. His name is James Stoko. I've been calling him Stokoe for all these years. I yeah. finally saw an interview with them. It's Stoko. <laughs> Okay, because it's definitely not the typical Marvel art you you we were we're accustomed to. Yeah, he he did some aliens. He's doing that orphan and the five beasts that kung fu uh, book that I've been reading with the thunder thighs and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing that. Yeah, I really dig this guy's art. So that that's one of the reasons why I liked it. So. Yeah, because let me let me just show him. Yeah, because I thought I was like reading an image book when I first picked this up. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, threw me for a loop in the beginning. But anyway, the story goes is that, like I said, this is still an awesome universe where the Avengers never existed and the Squadron Supreme of America, which is basically Marvel's version of the Justice League, the evil Justice League, have, have shown up. So in the blue area of the moon, and everybody has gathered here because they're all hiring the greatest assassin in the universe to complete a mission. It turns out it's Rocket. Well, the greatest bounty hunter in the year. Yeah. Rocket is the bounty hunter, and Groot is his gun. Is his gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's take so he's like, yo, so all basically everybody in the universe is paying him to go take out the target. And the basically the target they're taking out is a Dr. Spectrum, you know, this Quadra Supreme of America's Green Lantern. That's their version of Green Lantern. So, mm-hmm. and the main person that has gotten together is the Watcher. And the reason the Watcher has gotten together is because Dr. Stetram has gouged out his eyeballs. So the Watcher can't watch his only power, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's paying uh, Rocket all this money to take out Dr. Spectrum. So last time we saw Dr. Spectrum in back in issue one of this, you know, he was about to fight Thanos. 
he wins. I think he like chops off Thanos' fingers with he the blows off. Gauntlet. Yeah, he blows off the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, blows him off and then throws him back into nowhere. Nowhere is this prison that basically he's saying he is the one that ripped off no. He killed head. the god. Yeah, he killed that right. celestial and made it. So a like, wow. Okay, so he's just that strong. And why he's going in as and see that's what I realized. Remember how we keep talking about how uh all these Marvel characters have been been re envisioned into being DC characters. Yep. Rocket is Lobo. Yep. That's what it is. I was like, Rocket is somebody, but who he is? Like, I don't think like is he Kanjaro? Is he somebody like no? He he's he's Lobo. That's what. Yeah. He is. Once I saw him riding that like space bike, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they want you to think that, so it's yeah. not you know. So Doctor Spectrum and Rocket have this long fight, and you know, and Groot shoots his guns. I am Groot, but he shoots little Groots at him. Yeah, you know, Groot bullets, <laughs> Groot bullets that like eat his flesh and shit, or like start eating at him and stuff. Uh, and yeah. eventually he does something to, you know, get all the Groots off him. Uh, because the Spectre kind of works when it when it wants to. The prison works when it wants to. Uh. So just when he thinks like, yeah, they sent a little rat after me. No, this is over with. So right before Rocket is about to kick the bucket and he's over with, he actually gets possessed by the star brand. Mm -hmm. Now the star brand and Dr. Spectrum was right saying, I thought the star brand was another universe. Yes. Original star brand was not in the 616 in another universe that hopped over to the 616. Long story. Doesn't matter. Rocket's a God now. Mm -hmm. So since he has the power to pretty much do anything he wants, and I almost feel like the star brand is like, it might be like, remember that dark stalker shit we read when we read those green lantern books? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be that whatever like that. Cause he basically, he has the power to like make shit also. So he's like, I can make whatever the fuck I want. Oh, and he tortured ego to live in plane. I think he kills him, throws him in a black hole, something like that. Oh, because he realizes that there's been some spaceships that had left the planet earth. And Ego is telling him, Wakanda, it was Wakanda. He's like, liar, Wakanda don't exist. <laughs> you know, so it throws him in a black hole. So Rocket and Dr. Spectrum are just shooting each other, shooting it out and shit like that. And Rocket's like, since I got the most powerful gun in the world, he basically creates a gun that shoots a star at Dr. Spectrum. <laughs> you know, and Dr. Spectrum cut the shit ahead. Like, you think I never killed a star before? You know, so, and, and that's when he unleashes... The cancer verse, the entire cancer verse on the on the rocket, because apparently he absorbed it into the prison before, and he just shoots at the rocket. And once he does that, the fight's over. You can't fight a universe. And then he torches rocket and bears his face into a sun, telling him, "Uh, how did you get your hands on the star brand? You know, and all stuff like that." So apparently, this boy girl, I don't really know what it is. It's a, a child has a star brand because the child always has a star brand. It's been the baby that we saw back in one of the Avengers books, but the child is like 10 years old or five years or whatever it is now with baby Groot's around him, her. Yeah. Uh, oh, was that, was that, was that in Hickman's run? When the No, it was uh no, Jason Aaron's run. No, but yes, a star brand did show up in Hickman's run. Also, that was the first, uh, that was the first showing that star brand exists in this universe because before then it didn't. You know, okay. or the Marvel universe, whatever. But this, we have a spare, uh, a, a twist, Eli, that everybody's looking the wrong direction. This is what we need to be looking at. So, uh, Doctor Spectrum goes back to Washington D.C. and he meets President Colson in mm -hmm. a church. But the, <laughs> but they saying we don't worship God in this church. 
or who they're calling they're calling somebody god then you find out who they're what god they're talking about exactly so in the in the collection plate dr spectrum puts a ten dollar bill in there and on the back of it says in mephisto we trust there he is (laughs) boom so then you see so we've been looking for we've been looking for mephisto the wrong place Mephisto's been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mephisto all along. And it tells about how, you know, Mephisto, uh, uh, star brand, how it came to be. So was the baby. The baby got, we need to go to Earth. And when we go to Earth, that's when we see, boom, it was a Wakandan ship that flew away. And it was piloted by Captain Okoye in the Star Panther 1 or whatever. You want to go to Earth? Hop in. We're going to go to Earth. So mm-hmm. the Wakandans are in space. So yeah. that's that's the thing. So it's my, oh, and the next book is going to be Black Batman uh, yeah. or Nighthawk, whatever you want to call them. So, they, so they, right when I didn't give a shit, they got me back. They 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 knew what they were doing. They know that's what you want to see. We can't yeah. just give you back. We can't blow our load at the beginning. No, we're going to save Black Batman. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. But I really I enjoyed this. I liked yeah Groot being or I mean Rocket being Lobo. I liked yeah. Spectrum basically being a right wing asshole space cop. Yeah, because he was spewing, also yeah just spewing all this like Fox News rhetoric. You know, yeah. going you're not to, God. There's only one God, and he's yeah. American. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but exactly. He said exactly that. You know, God is American. You know, which is right out of Watchmen. You know, the right, the, the red blooded, um, yeah, red blooded American boys. You know, you know, meeting the ancient native peoples of the darkest, most untamed depths of space and oh, punching them square in the jaws. He <laughs> did say that. Oh yeah. shit, I remember that now. Yeah, American showing those, yeah. those savages. You know? Yeah, showing those savages firsthand the two-fisted glory of of American ex, uh, exceptionalism. <laughs> yeah, just like basically, like remember how uh, uh, what's his face uh, Hyperion was uh, Hyperion, like uh, yeah. Yeah, it was I kept calling him super super Hannity or super you know uh, uh, you know super Fox News or whatever. And this is like yeah, yeah. Co- uh, Spectrum was you know super Marjorie Green Taylor or super My Pillow guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, so yeah, again, like I don't think it's that deep because I think the politics that they're so in your face. But yeah, yeah you don't have to funny, dig into yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's funny how I think it's clever how they're using the characters and you know putting that spin on it. Yeah, Mephisto. Yeah, they're worshiping. You know, the money is I, Mephisto. Can, can I be honest <laughs> with you? I'm not even making this. I thought Mephisto was behind us the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to say it because it's what everybody's been saying. It's a running joke now. Oh, it's Mephisto. It's Mephisto. You know. Yeah, and then like but now I said, it really the is art- Mephisto. So. Like the fucking art, man. Like you know, this the panel with the you know the rocket getting the cancer and shit, and all the tumors. Yeah, and the shit. cancer burst. That was great. Yeah, that that's was insane. fucking dope. You know, that's right out of like John Carpenter shit, some Cronenberg shit, or like yeah, or when what's his face gets shot with the the Groot bullets, and like all the like the centipedes and the and the, right start eating him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that that shit. Yeah, that shit's dope, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I I enjoyed this surprisingly. I was like, "Wow, that was pretty good." Right when I, because I didn't like the last issue, I was like, "I don't care." But then I said, "I I said I'd jump, I'd I'd see this out," and I I like this. <laughs> <laughs> now they're gonna give us Nighthawk, so we go see how that goes. All so right. and you know, Black Panther's gonna show up in that book. 
There's oh, no way yeah. he's not gonna show up in there doing Wakanda's something. gonna be like Gotham or some shit. Or... Yeah, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be some kind of. Well, if he says Wakanda doesn't exist or something, maybe they they colonized it or something. Oh shit! Who knows what happened in that universe? Well, we don't know. I'm pretty sure it's some kind of crossover issue we need to read to find out what the hell happened. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what you got next? I'll do the Star Wars shit. Okay. Wait, did you say something about Star Wars? Yeah, you... I did the War of the Bounty Hunter tie-ins. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you didn't put on the list, but it's cool. We, we... Yeah, uh, but it's Vader, the Darth Vader book, and the Dr. Aphra book. Um, so this prelude to the War of the Bounty Hunters, where all the they're they're trying to find Han Solo frozen in carbonite, and they're all you know trying to make that bounty. Um, I've been reading every book so far, and this mm-hmm. is where I'm like, okay, maybe I don't need to anymore. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> because the Dr. Afra book, I haven't read Dr. Afra in a while, so I don't really know what's going on. But, you know, it was just like one of her missions. And then at the end, like the very last page, they say, oh, yeah, go, you know, you, um, uh, so-and-so needs you or some bounty something needs you go go there and then she goes and that's good next to war of the bounty Hunter. so it really had nothing to do with the whole war of the bounty hunters storyline and neither did the vader book the vader book which i stopped reading a while ago because all it was was vader whining again <laughs> oh, about Padme and yeah, Padme and why did Luke? Why is Luke so soft? Who made Luke soft? <laughs> I gotta find out. I gotta toughen this kid up. And I guess in one, I guess him and the Emperor fought, and the Emperor whipped his ass. So in this, so in this whole issue is basically Vader being repaired. He's on the oh, you know, damn, so he got beat that bad. Okay, yeah, he's getting like new limbs and shit. Um, yeah, and he's talking about solo and how the reason why Luke is so weak is because he relies on his friends. He's not, he doesn't know the rule of two and how to, you know, be, you know, all by yourself and, you know, dwell in your own sadness all the time because the dark side, that's what they're leaning into. And I don't Mm -hmm. know how I feel about that. Like in order to be Vader is so powerful because the dark side feeds on his sadness. So he's got to be sad sack to be powerful. <laughs> so the movie's kind of hinting at that too. So I yeah, don't know. but they're really leaning into this, you know, Vader, you know, got the blues shit. <laughs> yeah, or just negative emotion in general, just anger. Yeah, yeah, you know. I get it, but it's just him whining and just like, geez, man, come mm-hmm. on, it's just lame. Like Vader, yeah, me and the blues. <laughs> 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 yeah. And they're like, okay, I, I'm going to hire the bounty hunters, basically. Or something. somebody's making a deal with uh, Jabba or one of the – no, another hut is at making a deal with with Vader about getting Solo or something. And I'm like, this didn't really have anything to do with that the, the tie-in either. So so now I don't think I need to read them all. I think I'm going to stay with the, the few key books. <laughs> okay, instead of the crossovers and stuff like this. Because there's like – yeah – there's like five books a month and this goes till October. So that's like 30 books. They're going to they're gonna drag this out, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't know if I'm going to stay on it. So, all right. Okay. All right. So book I got next is uh, Black Panther number 25. Oh, this is this is the it. last one? 
This last one. This is it. Uh, this is the finale. Uh, this is the big one where all the black superheroes go to Wakanda and protect them from zombie warlord venom killmonger. I, I okay. might have missed some adjectives in there, but yeah, that's what's all going on right now. So, this the book starts off is yeah, it's got the whole thing. It's got a uh, Black Panther versus Killmonger, and oh, and Killmonger has been resurrected. The body has been resurrected by the Venom uh, thing, and yeah, he's about to kill everybody. So, hold on. So, how we going to it is. Uh, yeah, so the first thing goes off, you see all the like, heroes. It's really not, it's just, just them, just awesome panels and shit. You know, Riri fucking up people, Falcon fucking up people. People uh, fight. Yeah, fight. Miles Morales. Yeah, that's fine. No dialogue. At the beginning, no dialogue. War Machine, Rhodey, you know, and because they he's venomized some of the other people, you know. Um, who else we got? Luke Cage. Who the hell is that? I don't know. I'm a black heroes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they're doing some shit. Uh, who, who protected him? Eden protected him. Yeah. So, but yeah, you got Black Panther and Killmonger. The thing is, Killmonger just beating the shit out of Black Panther the whole time. He's just just wiping the floor with them. And then before he, and you know, the more he gets beat up, you know, Black Panther got that thing where he can like shoot off you and shit like that. Uh, I don't care oh, absorbs the energy or whatever. Yeah, absorb the energy, but it don't matter. Killmonger just keep coming for him. Uh, and I'm trying to get to this point why he just still beating the shit out of him. And he's like, and he's even talking shit to him like that. The gods are telling you, uh, to come home, T'Challa. Can't you hear the gods? He's like, yeah, I hear the gods. Then they tell me to come home. They tell me to beat your ass, you know. And then throws him into a wall and shit like that. But it doesn't matter. He keeps coming back. And that 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 is what I was. So Storm. And Monica Rambeau uh, joined in the fight to start fighting and shit like that. And they start fucking. Oh, him up. Is this like part of the, like the whole uh, King and Black shit? Or no, this has nothing to do with King and Black. But he's got a symbiote. His symbiote is from the future or from the past or from the present. <laughs> Never mind. It's time travel bullshit <laughs> going on right now. But. Anyway, while all this shit, while Storm, so Storm and Captain Marvel, well, Monica Rambo, they fucking up Venom because uh, Venom zombie Killmonger because you know that's all this weakness like that. Bass, your little girl, is watching all this shit go by. Nobody can see her on the battlefield. She's just walking by. And nobody can see it. Uh, and then Zinzi, her power is that she can tap into your negative emotions, shit like that. So she finds somebody has some find a superhero that got some negative emotions and taps into it. And it's gentle. I'm sorry, not gentle. Uh, shit, another black hero. I don't know. They threw. They went real obscure with this shit. Who is this guy? Oh, uh, Vibraxis. That's his name. <laughs> okay, going uh, deep, yo. They going deep with this shit. But anyway, Vibraxis, who is native Wakandan, don't like it how Storm and Captain Marvel are fucking up. Uh, you know, Killmonger. So he steps to the fight. You're like, y'all, this is Wakanda's fight. Y'all don't jump into the fight. They're like, what the fuck you doing? But they didn't know that, you know, she got into his head. And Black Panther recognizes her scent. He don't see her, but he smells her. So, you know, she's around here somewhere. Meanwhile, Storm can see Bass. The reason she can see him because, you know, Storm got connections to the Orochi and all this shit like that. So she can see her. So that's why uh, 
cheat. So anyway, more fighting. Riri blows up some shit. Killmonger see fighting up shit. A lot of fighting. I'm gonna just skip to the end. What goes on is that uh, what does happen to shit? Black Panther stabs. Who does he stab? Some guy. But Killmonger gets his hands on the bass of uh, the spear of Bashinga, you know, the actual spear, and chokes T'Challa uh, and breaks it in half. And then Bass does some shit where she interrupts, saves him. Oh, yeah. She pretends to be. No, she ain't gonna pretend she is Killmonger's daughter. Not this Killmonger, but the Killmonger from the future or the Killmonger from the past. Uh, look, I'm I don't I'm not gonna get into shit. Coach really just screwed the pooch on this shit. Anyway, <laughs> the Venom Killmonger recognizes his daughter, but the zombie Killmonger doesn't know who she is, so they separate from each other. They fight. So when Venom Killmonger uh gets away all of a sudden he's wide open so what happens yeah the child grabs the spear of bashinga and st- i'm just going to the end he stabs him he stabs Killmonger, kills him uh because bass told him to put the blade where it belongs you know that that old thing all right yes. yeah so Killmonger's dead but now since emperor zombie alien Venom Killmonger is dead. Yeah, that's what killed him. I got to that point. Um, who's gonna rule the five galaxy? Oh, and Bass gets she gets out of the body of the baby she was in, the child she was in. She actually becomes the cosmic entity. Bass. So that's what Bass actually looks like. You know, she's a god. You know, and then she disappears and shit like that. So War Machine. Oh, and you got the cool black superhero shot. You know, Rhodey and. Captain Marvel, Ronnie Rambo, and all this like that. So basically, to cut to the end of it, T'Challa becomes the emperor of the five galaxies because they don't have an emperor. He killed the the Venom zombie, whatever, Killmonger thing, so he becomes it. Uh, this was pretty cool. I kind of like this when Bass was just... when Basically, T'Challa blames his whole thing on Bass, and Bass hits him with, yeah, men always want to blame their gods on their mistakes, but they never want to blame their kings. You're the one who did this, T'Challa. You're the one that told those signs to go out there because you're the one that wanted to find that extra vibranium. So don't blame this shit on me. This is all your fault, you know. And then she disappears. And then you see all throughout the five galaxies, you see like the black superheroes helping them out. You know, um, there was like Dr. Franklin, you know, Thunderball, one of the wrecking crew members. He was teaching, you know, the people and stuff like that. And yeah, so basically that's the thing. He becomes, he goes from King T'Challa to Emperor T'Challa. Basically, he's the king of, yeah, right there. Thunderball, uh, Dr. Frank and other, the guy, he talked to him in one of those issues so like that. Uh, and Falcon and Miss Knight just chilling on one of the alien Wakandan planets, you know. Um, they found more vibranium mines, and now he's just telling people that, yeah, I'm going to be your emperor. So he's Emperor T'Challa now. The five galaxies. So that totally what, looked like the Eternals. <laughs> it does. Oh fuck, man! It does look like that. <laughs> and so, oh, that's Umbaku, but not the Umbaku from the. He's Umbaku from the future, or from the past. I, I just said, or from that the shit. present, <laughs> or from the present. He's one of those, and it makes you say Wakanda forever because Wakanda is forever because of that. And then Nakia 
not Nikhil, we know. I'm not going to go through this again. Anyway. <laughs> One from the future, past and present. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's in the Dahlia, which had disappeared, or the Jolly, you know, the, the after plane, shit like that. And she meets her mother, which is an alien fish person. And it's back. The, okay. the end. So that concludes Tennessee Coast run of Black Panther. Now he can focus on that Superman movie. Now he, yes, uh, yes, the same energy he gave Black Panther. I want him to give that same energy to Superman. Do the same thing. Piss off as many people as possible with that shit. That's what I want. So, oh man, this shit was so convoluted. It pretty much sums up his whole run. That's my whole thing about Tennessee Coast run. The only people that liked his run are the people that didn't read his run. Because this shit was, whew, it felt like there was some good ideas in there somewhere, but I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's but, going on. I'm, but it, but it was a comic book. It was a comic <laughs> uh, I'm just so glad I have to read no more of this shit. <laughs> He's off. Now, they they are bringing another Black Panther book back, but you, you have you read who the, who the writer's going to be? No. John Ridley. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he's going to be the new writer of the new uh, Black Panther book. So he's doing. Uh, I stopped reading his uh, second son. Yeah. Second, yeah, second Batman or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that one. Yeah, I stopped reading it, but hey, cool. good, good choice, good choice. It yeah. can't be worse. He cannot be worse. And, than remember, just and, and remember those second, those little second. He what like four panels a page? Right, like four panels, and it was like twenty pages, not even right. eighteen pages. Get in, get out. Boom, Tell your boom, story. Boom, 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 boom. You know. Right. Yeah. So, oh man, that's that should give me a headache, Eli. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, what was you, the next? You sound we exhausted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do we got next? I'll do Detective Ten Thirty Six. Okay. Let's see. So cool. basically, Lady Clayface is back. Okay. Cool. Um. So last issue, uh, the daughter of that big mom mobster dude. He's like a kingpin like giant muscular mobster what's his name worth uh roland worth her his daughter sarah has been murdered and you know because gotham's in the crime wave and shit so batman um has kind of teams up with the huntress to investigate it you know and they find um uh the uh, a woman that looks like her but she's alive and like what the hell but then it turns out she starts melting into clay like holy shit she's lady clayface it turns out that um she lady clayface witnessed the murder and that's why she took on her form and um so they're they go investigating they're trying to find they 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 go and find uh the friend of hers and they find him dead you know and there's blood all over his hands and you know and then some other then another one of batman's neighbors is dead too you know so and then Mayor Nakano is uh, getting bitched out. Yeah, that's funny. I like this scene. For some reason, I really like this scene where the, the mayor who's against vigilantes mm-hmm. and, you know, um, he's in league with the mob now. <laughs> and oh, he's getting, he's, or the mob, the mobsters like bitching him out and like yelling at him, screaming at him to solve his daughter's murder and all this shit. And, you know, um, you know, threatening him and shit. And basically like, Nakano's like, damn, what did I get myself into? You know? Right. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, 
because there's a mob war between him and the penguin. So there's a lot of shit going on. But basically, this is just good old Batman investigating a murder with the Huntress. So I, I really dug on this. Um, yeah. So I'll give it a four out of five. You know, detective story. It's a detective story. Okay. Cool. A mystery, if you will. <laughs> All right. So this last book I got, uh, this is my book of the week. Okay. Let's see, where is that? And I probably, I bet you I didn't even do a thing for it. I did do a thing for it. Okay. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, number three. Okay, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I love it every time this book comes out. I am engrossed into this. Uh, this is reinvigorating my love for comics. Just even just the fact that this book exists. Yeah. You know. Thick, uh, and even it's thick. It's got a lot of girth. Yeah, that's... <laughs> 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 all right so yeah like i said so this book pretty much starts off if folks don't know what teenage mutant turtle the last running is basically like this is the last ninja turtle story like canonically the last ninja turtle story written by the people that created the ninja turtle so this is you know take it for what it is so basically this is the uh they're telling a past story at the beginning of the story that flashback of oroku Hiroto. so this is shredder's grandson and now he's the leader of the foot you know, and the first thing he does when he becomes leader of the foot, he's like, I want to have a peace uh, offering with the the Hamato clan, which is the turtles, the Ninja Turtles, because Hamato Hiroshi is, you know, Splinter's uh, owner or whatever. Like that, well, in this new canon, they're reincarnated. No, 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 no. They're knowing all this shit. Oh, they're, so they did all that. So they're back to the old where he this where is he, this is the old pet, shit. He was his pet rat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shit we know from the 80s is that shit. No girl Ninja Turtles, no cow Ninja Turtle, none of that shit. No, this the old 80s shit, the shit we know, that's what this is. They ignore all this shit. So we're going to Hiroto Yoshi uh, in present time. And basically, he is pissed off that, oh, and Karai didn't die when she fought Raphael. She was mm-hmm. left in critical condition and suspended animation. So technically, she lived, but she's in no condition to do anything. That's why he took over. So he's like, okay, so it's time. The moment I've been waiting for, this is the moment. So basically, he stands into his little teleprompter, thing like that, because he's going to talk to everybody in New York. And basically telling them, this monster tried to kill me. And he shows a picture of Michelangelo. So the whole city of New York knows what Michelangelo looks like. He was like, this monster tried to assassinate me. He's a terrorist. He's an assassin. I've done all I can to protect you. I've done all I can to save you. Now you have to return the favor for me. I won't stop till this beast is captured. And when he is captured, bring him to me. And I will personally deal with him myself. And if I find, and until he is found, the and the artwork, man, the artwork is beautiful. Yeah. I, I got to find it. He's like, until he is found, the whole city is under martial law. Everybody pay attention. That is how you spell martial law. I see politicians don't know how to spell that shit, but that's how it is. Uh, and until you capture him, uh, everybody's locked down. No cell phones, no travel, no, no nothing. Electricity, yeah. No they electricity. The <laughs> they cut everything. And it would say, and anybody who gets caught harboring this terrorist, you won't suffer the same fate. You're going to get far worse. And they like hosing the people down the streets and all kind of shit like that. You know, your master has spoken, you know. Uh, so we cut the. Uh, Mike, I'm going to just speed through this. Yeah, he's talking to Casey Jones, Marie Jr., yeah. and she's pissed off. And all yeah, this shit like well, they're all, they're all in his head. 
Like he's imagining all his brothers talking to him and shit. Right. And she walks in on him talking to himself. She's like, what the hell are you doing? You know? Uh, and that's when he walks in on uh April, who's putting together a future toy. Like I said, this is this is old school. Like this is old, old school, school shit. This, yeah, this is some Cut. old school shit here. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Professor Honeycut. Uh, and then taking the story of what happened to Honeycut, you know, and it all ties in the back what happened to the rest of the turtles. Um, because when Professor Honeycut Basically, when we when Oroku Huroto wanted to do a peace treaty, he's in Japan. So Donatello and Professor Honeycutt made a, a plane to go to Japan, you know, to, to settle the peace treaty with them. So Donatello uh, and, and Splinter's not dead either. Well, at least not yet. <laughs> if he does that. But he survived the attack that they did on him. So basically, uh, Donatello is flying him to Japan. And they're going to settle the peace treaty. The moment they see that plane leave out of there, Batch of Stockman sees it. He's like, okay, get the team ready. Uh, I've been waiting for them to leave. So as soon as they leave, he wants Professor Honeycutt because that's been his thing the whole time to get, get uh, Professor Honeycutt. Uh, you see Bleaker and Sullivan. That's the, uh, not only did Dr. Strange live there, but also that's where uh april's you know shop is located also so their shop is not the new base of operations um and while this shit is going on yeah and, and casey jones has his own team also he calls them the strikers and shit like that so he has no team but the moment donatello and splinter leaves they're going to attack foot ninjas pop out of nowhere take everybody out uh because they're going after honeycut uh and it's quiet nobody knows they're there and what happens uh, 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. So basically, they know they're coming. Uh, they, they're got, they got foot ninja robots. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got foot ninja robots, but in that super strong, like a brick through walls and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, and they're coming at the honeycut first. Uh, you got four ninja. Now, these, these are regular ninja. These ain't super ninjas and shit like that. Leo makes like quick work and this light work. He didn't waste no time with these guys. Um, but then that's when like the uh the super road the super foot ninjas come through and just break through the walls and shit like that. And then they're coming at the honeycut and Michelangelo and K- Casey Jones Goongala Goongala, you know, yeah. we love what he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and they try to go at the honeycut, but then Michelangelo knocks his head off, he explodes. I don't know if he exploded or honeycut exploded himself, but anyway, well, he's in, well, yeah, Future Toy does get blown up and they save his memory and shit, his head, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so he's down, but they still want him. So he's just like this. Send every single mouser I ever had to go get Honeycut. So yeah. he sends like thousands of them out And they're there. drones. <laughs> yeah, and they're drones. Mouser, too. Yeah, they, mouser drones. <laughs> mouser drones. Before, they were just like little robots. Little, they can yeah, flash yeah they, like had, that. they had like legs and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Casey Jones fights one of the, the super foot ninjas by himself, knocks him to like Donnie's tool shed. He sees a sledgehammer. He's like, oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so he like just with the doctor order. So he goes working with a sledgehammer. Uh, yeah. And I read this after watching that Superman episode. I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> Steel. Yeah. Sledgehammer week. <laughs> so, yeah. So Casey Joe, like, okay, Leo, he calls Leonidas, you know, just make fun of him. He's like, what's the plan? He's like, yeah, the plan. And that's the plan. You got it, super cyborg foot ninjas, a thousand mouses, and it's just them. And he tells Mikey, Mikey, go get the future toy, go get Honeycut, go get April, get him the hell out of here. Uh, go find, basically, go to uh, Donnie and you know, or, or find a way to talk to Donnie and Master Splinter to get word to him that we've been ambushed 
and the the peace treaty is off. This whole thing was a setup to separate us. Uh, and we're like, while that's going on, me and Casey are gonna handle this. And Mike, like, y'all gonna do what? Like, y'all can't handle this. Like, yeah, we go. And basically, Casey, like, next piece is on me. He's like, yeah, we're gonna do pineapple, we're gonna do jalapeno. He like, man, something wrong with you. So they go in there, and, and Honeycutt just like looks, stock me, you're not getting me. Even if you do get past all of me, get to me, I'm gonna blow myself up. You still ain't gonna get me. We're like, well, so be it. And he basically detonates every single mouser in the shop. Yeah. Everybody's dead. So, and all you that, see is look at that. Yeah. That's an awesome shot. I, I love it when, when you know, it's a swan song for the characters. They get like the splash page panel right there. Well, they went out like, geez, Casey and Leo. Yeah. Talk about we're going to get some pizza. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So the shop's gone. Casey's gone. Leo's gone. Uh, don't care about Casey Jr. We'll go past that. Um, Anyway, she gets to fighting with some other people like that. The reason April hasn't cut on Dr. Professor Honeycutt, even though she can, because she knows that's how Backstop attracted him last time. Yeah, yeah. That so, he'll, he'll hack in somehow or something. Yeah, he'll hack yeah. in. It's basically like putting a big sign just saying, hey, come kill me. You know, she puts it on there. Or come kill the rest of us, you know. Uh, so while that's going on, she tells a story about how she she does wake up, but she lost a leg, lost her arm, lost her dad, and she finds out she's pregnant. You yeah. know, uh, so roughly, basically, the whole incident happened about 16, 17 years ago, roughly. Yeah. Um, and then basically, Michelangelo says, What happened to him? She's like, So, what happened? What well, that's what happened to me? What happened to you? Well, they told me to go find, uh, you know, Donnie and Master Splinter, but since their cons were cut off, I went to Japan to go find them, you know. And that's what happened. I, I took all the I took all the weapons that were down in the lair. I took all the gadgets and weapons, stuff like that. And I just hopped on the plane. I was going to Japan. Just went there and just stayed there looking for them. Apparently, apparently we'll find out what happened to them next issue. You know, uh, Donnie Master Splinter. Um, and what happens next? So, yeah, basically saying, like, every the whole city's on lockdown. If we're going to move, we're going to make a new map. And they, they basically have come up with a plan or how to take down uh, Oroko Huroto. I think they're going to like dangle bait in front of him, so like that. The basement can come out there, and he's a nut. So he jumps yeah. off his own building for no reason, just because he knows they're going to catch him. And he's, he's a mama's eating. boy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a mama's eating. boy. <laughs> Some Frank Miller shit, you know what yeah. this is. <laughs> Mother, why have you forsaken me? I will be better than you, grandfather. All this bullshit. You're just like, uh, I hate this guy already. Somebody kill him. Uh, and. <laughs> Yeah, and Abe was just like, I got a surprise for you. We're going to make one last attack on Hiroto Roko. And basically got the party wagon. But it's all Frank Millerish Dark Knight. It, yeah, it's stuff all and, tanked out and shit. It's all, yeah. yeah. And the next panel is Donnie's bow staff and Master Splinter's. Yeah, we're going to find out. Yeah, that's, you know. Yeah, we're basically finding out, like, the tragedy with every issue. Yeah. You know. With the sunset in the background, so it, it ain't good. We know it ain't good. Yeah. So we all uh, know they're dead, but we're we're seeing what happened to them. You know. Yeah. Um, so, but I like I liked how like they they get into those discussions about April's daughter. You know, Casey. What's her name? I forget her name. Casey Marie. Yeah. It's probably another name to it all, but uh, yeah, how they're like she's only a teenager. Like Michelangelo, like she's only a teenager. Uh, you know? no, we do not. Crap, Mo Shank. Shank. 
Stank. <laughs> Tony Stank? <laughs> but I like how they're like, you know, Michael Ann's like, she's she's too young to do this. She's only a teenager. And they're like, well, you like you guys were teenagers. And right. She, <laughs> we were 16 years. She fighting the same war we were fighting when we started. Yeah, but yeah. they but she's not a mutant. We're <laughs> <laughs> and we were trained our whole life for this, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, but technically, she has also. So that's the thing. No, so this, here's, this here's, is dope. Here's the thing. Let me go back to Inspector Mob Shank. Let me, and I appreciate you for listening, or if you already checked that, I don't know. Uh, but let's go back to his comment. Okay, so here's the thing, Eli. We get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle because we're we're from that era. But a lot of people do put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle in the same category as Inspector Gadget. Uh, DuckTales and any other setting when a cartoon that came was like that. But they're not that. That's the thing. We're talking about no. the original original source material they back from the 80s. What they are what this book is and what they've always been at their best are basically love letters to Frank Miller. Yeah. That's what they are. That's what yeah. this is. Yeah, the original uh, comic books of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they were killing people. They were right. swearing. They were like metalheads. You saw like Metallica and Misfits posters on their walls. And they were like Watchmen stickers on them. Yeah, stuff like they that. were like, they were brutal. They were very violent books. And then they became a cartoon. And that's when I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Right. <laughs> and that's what everybody else knows, the man. So I yeah. think when we do start reviewing Teenage Mutant Turtles and we show how much effects we have for them, that's why there is a disconnect for people that don't know the source material. Yeah. You know, because when you read this book, this is the same thing. It's still a Frank Miller love letter. This is the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. But with with cartoon animals, that's all it is. That thing at the end, the party wagon, it was Batman's Batmobile. Everybody was taken out the same way. It was the same way with uh, Super Batman was saying the Just League was taken out left and right. Oh, uh, and the early books back in the 80s, they would just... And there was blood. You saw Leo chopping motherfuckers up. There was, like, blood sprays. And he's exactly. Chopping up the, he's chopping they're, up the foot ninjas, and there's, like, blood sprays and blood splatters. They're ninjas. They're <laughs> yeah. assassins. Yeah. This, this ain't the cartoon. This ain't no cowabunga shit. <laughs> right. No cowabunga shit. None of that shit like that. This is, like I yeah. said, this is brutal. This is violent. This is what they were supposed to be when they were made, you know. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, like I said, that's why I, this was my book of the week. You know, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Not not Black Panther this, 25. No, <laughs> this has been good. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, I got a should I just do Eli's indie hour or whatever? <laughs> cool. I'm gonna make a banner next time, you know. Okay. Just, oh, <laughs> I did Alien. I forgot I did Alien. Alien you did do Alien. Three. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. I read a lot. There's so much books. There days. was so much shit. We didn't do Spot Miles Morales, the Clone Saga that came out. Yeah. It was like they dropped everything this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is uh, a new, you know, Marvel has the, the license for Alien now. Um, and this is their first comic with Aliens. And it was, we're following this uh, this guy, Cruz. He worked for Whalen yutani the company. And, you know, as a security military specialist, um, he retired. But it turns out his son uh, got in league with some activists who are trying to, you know, expose the corruption of Whalen yutani And they took his security ID card and went into one of the laboratories to try and, uh, you know, expose the aliens. And they fucked up the lab. Lab's been, you know, no contact with the lab. Now he's sent back to go investigate. And he's got to pick up one of the specimens because it turns out the specimen that they were had in that laboratory was an alpha alien. So it's got mm-hmm. special abilities. And um, I got to say, the art is dope. Uh, 
I was worried about Marvel getting this book because, you know, the violence, Dark Horse. Who is that? LaRocca? LaRocca? Is uh, who is doing this? Uh, Philip. Yeah, LaRocca. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, you yeah. can tell his art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the art is really good. You know, the fucking, um, there's a lot of gore. I was worried about the gore. That was my main thing was the gore but we see a chestburster scene we see it full view i'm oh, like shit. okay you know if they're gonna go there they're they're going there yeah so here we go there's the chestburster chest open blood all that shit hmm. you know so i'm like sweet you know but i'm not sure about these aliens with the special abilities and this weird alien chick queen thing hybrid i don't know what that is it's like a species remember that when you ever see that movie species yeah okay yeah, kind of like that, but these aliens, like they're shooting the aliens and it's not doing anything. Though. Like the bullets are bouncing off the aliens. And I'm like, what the hell? So I don't know how to, how I feel about the the super aliens. You know, I think maybe they're inventing them so they can fight Wolverine or something. Like Wolverine <laughs> will be able to cut through them or some shit or they, they can take a Hulk punch or something because Marvel has them. So let's make some super aliens. That yeah, It's about time. You, yeah, you got to fight the X-Men eventually, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but um, then a bishop, a bishop bot shows up at the end and say, like they were getting overrun at the end and then a bishop bot, you know, shows up. The android, bishop, you know, there's a bunch of them. Oh, okay. I thought it was just one. It's like Terminators, where it's whole everybody like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everybody, yeah. yeah. So he, yeah, he showed up there. I don't know. Three out of five. It's, it's. I like the art, but I'm not sure about the story. You know. So. And yeah. Oh, and then it's a bunch of indies. Okay. All right. Let's see. Something killing the children. Number four by you know James Tinian's horror book about monsters killing kids and the secret society called the House of Slaughter that goes out and finds them mm -hmm. this is number 16 it is basically the flashback origin story of jessica the main character or erica is it erica or jessica erica erica slaughter um we see her as a kid her parents got killed and she killed the monster the monster slayer showed up and like oh you killed this monster well you should join our our society and so that's that it's mm -hmm. like the first you know issue in that arc of her joining the house of slaughter as a child um cool I, i've been digging this book for a while check it out if you're into horror bitterroot number 13 continues to be one of my favorite didn't know that came right out now. okay yeah bitterroot i don't have it with me but i got the beat street variant cover uh bitterroot is basically yeah um this family who fights demons in 1920s harlem um really cool story it's been Picked up by Ryan Coogler is going to make it a movie, and Regina, Regina King is going to be directing director. it. Yep. It's basically an Evil Dead with uh, socio-political commentary. So check that out if you're into horror. Um, what else did I read? The Goddamned. Woo! Not for the faint of heart, not for the easily offended, especially if you're religious. But Jason Aaron's sort of fucked up barbaric take on the bible <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> this was the last issue in the virgin bride story arc awesome you know it's been, he's taking pot shots at christianity at the bible he's turning the bible into this barbaric you know fucked up dark fantasy realm you know and the, the old story the before the flood story noah 
was mm-hmm. like this was, you know, it was right before the flood. He's gathering, you know, everybody to get on his ark. But Noah, he portrays Noah as this like barbaric warlord, you know, enslaving people and shit. Oh, wow. And Cain <laughs> is the good guy. Cain from, you know, Abel and Cain and, you know, Adam and Eve's son. Right. Cain is like the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is this story was about virgin bride where these like nuns are sacrificing these children these wit these girls once they become you know uh able to have kids once they become of age they sacrifice them to these angels that on a mountain and it's crazy and violent and very offensive like i said it's not for the faint of heart but this one really uh really dealt with um how women were treated by the church you know oh so it goes uh, there the, okay. the, the, the women the oppression of women <clears throat> the religious oppression of women i think that's the main theme of this book um but it was a great it was great i mean um, there, there's a story that pretty much that every bad thing that ever happens in the bible is because of a woman <laughs> yes. if, you, if you read like, every single story yeah <laughs> yeah um so that it deals with that you know this might be another this blew me away this might be my book of the week too. It's another one of my book of the weeks. I got multiple <laughs> books of the week. There's a lot of shit. There was a it lot was of a books. it was a stack week this yeah. week. Yeah, I mean, I blew like fifty bucks this week on just on <laughs> comics. Um, what else did I read? Two Moons um, continues to be cool. Two Moons is uh, off Image. It's about uh, takes place in the Civil War. This Native American soldier, um, he can see demons, and he is fighting demons. So. That's pretty cool. If you're in the Civil War and history, um, uh, it's got some cool horror stuff. This guy can see demons and uh, and he kills them. But they think he's crazy because no one else can see the demons but him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Here's a here's a little some of the art him killing killing a monster, killing a demon that was disguised as a soldier. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, this is cool. Four out of five. Um, He's a native character. I don't know if he needs to be. Um, I think it does lean into a little bit. It gets a little corny with the mysticism and the, you know, the the schlocky shamanism that they're the new age shit that they're oh, going for. They, they go there. Okay. It's got that in there. It's a little corny, but other than that, I mean, would you rather have him or would you rather have a Confederate soldier? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's whatever. You know, it's fine. I mean, I, I look past it. Um, yeah. Is that it? I think that's it. Yeah, that's I'm all booked out. Read a ton of shit. <laughs> it was a ton of shit. It was a lot of shit we had to just cut and just not talk about. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like I said, definitely if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. We have other podcasts, other uh, geese and comics. We have uh, uh, what else do we have? Okay, Boomer. And maybe it may be some other ones, but I can't think about it at the time. Uh, but yeah, but until then, uh, next week I guess is Loki. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'll do that one. So are we doing that top five this week or is it no, we don't know when we're doing yeah. (laughs) a good thing I wrote on a list because I can't remember anything I wrote down when I did when they said it. (laughs) All right. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel.
Of mine cry. 